0: Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the
1: Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick and with me... We have the Cigar Authority himself. We have Dave Graflo. How you doing, Dave? I'm awesome, thank you. Awesome to be here. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing all right. And coming to you from the Ice Tent of Love here in the uh, St. Louis yes. area. So, you got, I'm telling you, you need to get a deal going with Eskimo. That's the company that makes this. And you need to have branded up Two Guys Smoke Shop uh, ice tents. Sell a little kit. Don't even have them in store. Have it like something to where like, you know, you sell them in store and then they drop ship. Maybe Eskimo drop ships that way because it's a it'd be a lot of product for you to carry in store. But, you know, I'm telling you, these things are great.
0: I think somebody going to see it set up, though, like this to understand how, how good and easy it is. Actually set it up outdoors oh, at the store and invite go. the customer in. Say, come on, let's smoke a cigar outdoors. What are you crazy? It's 20 degrees out. Oh no! Come in this.
1: Yeah, no, that's the way to do it. Because the one that I've got, I've got the smallest one, and uh, it's twenty-five square feet. I can fit two people in here. Now, granted, you you know, ventilation wise, you're gonna want to try and figure something out for for smoke, you know, purposes. But in terms of space, you can fit two people in here easily. I just did a uh, episode with Pinky the other day in her ice tent. She's got the three person one. That one it's like 36 square feet, and I can stand fully up in that, and my head doesn't touch the ceiling, so it's it's a it's a big spacious area. All right, you you hot box it in there though. When you're by yourself, you
0: just say okay.
1: Um, I'll so just... so there's four windows and the door. Right now, I have well, I have two of the windows open, and the door is halfway oh. shut. Um, and then I don't have them up right now, but normally. Let's see if I can do this without completely jacking this up. So normally. Because the smoke's going to rise. Yeah. So I don't know if you noticed there's a vent. There's little vents above two of the windows. And see in those vents, I don't know if that remotely even showed up or not. But those vents, there's a mesh. And so what I normally do in past years, I haven't hooked them up yet. I have computer fans. I have one on this side and one on the other side. One draws air in from the outside, yeah. and the other draws air out of the tent, and so it creates a nice little cross breeze right across the top. Beautiful, brilliant! All it right, works out well. So, so, you're in the 30s where you are, I am, and uh, and you're in
0: the 60s in that little tent,
1: I am, and you're in the luxury of your own home,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a house and I can smoke wherever I want, as I do, but uh, yeah.
1: It's good to be the king of the castle, I suppose. Yeah. So, Well, what are you smoking today? Well, to rub it in, because you missed it. I did.
0: Uh, I am smoking the um, New England Cigar Expo cigar that we uh, we had at the show. Um, your buddy Nick Gervais, our buddy Nick Gervais. Oh, I know. I uh, happen to be... He came to visit this weekend.
1: Yeah, I want to add, you know, since you brought that up, I want to say, like, what? Was it too hard for you to get a... What what was it? Oh, God, I had this all set up. The guy with the coffee and the donkey.
0: What is his name?
1: You know who I'm talking about. Oh, damn it. I had this all set up. I was going to ask you this. And uh, I even... Man, this irritates me. Anyway, wow, the... I, are you
0: you are old enough to remember that guy,
1: huh? Yeah. Hang on. Uh, let me. Let me. Let me... I'm, and I'm too. I'm too old. Juan to Valdez. That, so... Juan Valdez. Juan Valdez. It's <laughs> like what? It was too. You were too good to not. You know. You couldn't get Juan Valdez and his donkey up there. You had to get my coffee guy to come up there and like do stuff. <laughs> That's funny. I guess he was up visiting family or
0: whatever it was for. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving. So uh,
1: he said he was going
0: to pop in. So I said, all right, uh, uh, I ordered coffee. And as it was getting closer and closer to the date, I said, uh, listen, uh, you're going to have to bring some coffee with you because I haven't received it yet. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and would you know it, on the day of, I did receive it the day of in time, plenty of time uh, for it. So uh, I ended up working out.
1: I'll tell you, with the mail and everything these days, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you got lucky getting it because I'll tell you, I... I uh uh got this show pack from you guys. I feel like it was yesterday. I think it was yes no, it wasn't yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday. It would have been Saturday. I got it in the mail Saturday. And uh but like so many other packages are just running behind already. And it's yeah. just ridiculous. So well, I...
0: It costs more, and, it, and it's worse.
1: Uh, tell me Your about service it. service
0: is worse, and it costs way more. So.
1: You know, the postage for my classification of mailing for my newspaper, uh, they've raised it twice this year. And wow. by adding up those two increases, it's come out to a 40% increase just this year alone. So, they're, yeah, they're nickel and diamond all over the place, and they're not given the service that goes along with those yeah. nickels and dimes. You have a
0: lot of... Uh, people that live there moved away and they want to stay in touch with the
1: uh, local news not many not many um most of the time see my area we have a lot of uh air force folks anyway so we have a lot of you know not to be derogatory but transient folks that move in and out and uh so they pick it up when they're here and then they let it go when they leave so yeah yep okay well, I'm smoking the uh, Leaf by Oscar 10th Anniversary uh, Criollo today. I've got uh, that from Oscar Valadaris. It's a uh, Honduran wrapper, Honduran binder, and Honduran filler, 6x52 Toro. And this is one that uh, uh, Ken Clerich down at Ash and Ale has been raving about, and I wanted to try, and I have not tried it yet, so I'm going to give it a shot now. So, You know, uh,
0: I have not smoked the 10th Anniversary. I, I know we have it. Uh, Leaf by Oscar is a sleeping giant I, every year when I look at the end of the year of sales that is up there and I'm shocked each time because it's like I don't even see people buy them you know what ends up happening here it's uh you don't see it happening but they end up moving a lot of cigars yeah and th- that was one of those gimmicky cigars when it came out i go
1: i know you love a know good gimmick. this is gonna last
0: but i like <laughs> it and I, and I bought in big for it uh but i never thought it would last that long and here it is still out there because actually the cigar inside the wrapper is good i for mean sure. it's really good so it t- that was 10 years ago that was mr jonathan by the way That was a show that I had just started with uh, Selected Tobacco, and he asked me to stand in his booth. So I stood in the booth, and I said, Jonathan, you got to go around and look around and see what's new and get back to me. And he came back with that, and I said, oh, my God, I love it. And whatever he had ordered, I said, double it. I said, this is cool, and it's good. So, uh, geez, that was 10 years ago, uh, based on the 10-year anniversary.
1: Well, it could be more based on cigar time, too
0: right
1: (laughs) absolutely there you go well it's time to cut the cigar and the official cutting is brought to you by dan the man ponder over there at riverman cigar company and guys if you want leaf by oscar Dan's got your product for you. You can swing on by and check that out, as well as a variety of other cigars. He uh, has the humidor uh, fully stocked, and he's got the lounge all warm and comfortable for all of your smoking needs in the colder winter months. So swing on by Riverman Cigar Company if you're in the St. Louis area. And if you're not, he does do mail order, so you can give him a call, and uh, he'd be happy to walk you around the humidor over the phone. So that's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time to go ahead and... The cigar. There we go. I know. How's Dan doing? He's going Dan's well. He's doing good. Yeah, he's doing well. He actually just went with his brother to Arkansas for uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, his brother's daughter, so his niece, is down there in Arkansas. Arkansas or Tennessee? No, Arkansas. And um, they were able to go to the Mizzou football game on uh, uh, that trip and everything. And he's been having a good time. And then one of the regulars over there. Uh, his name is Jeff. He is one of he's either one of or the largest cattle rancher in the state of Missouri. Oh, and wow. um, participates a lot in rodeo. Is is what I'm getting at. And so he took Dan and uh, his brother to some big rodeo competition. And so they got the behind the scenes yeah you know, access to this rodeo competition. And so that was that was a good time. So he's doing a, he's having I, fun. I, well. I I miss Dan. We we used
0: to do the clubhouse calls on a weekly basis, and he'd he'd be on there, and I got talking to him uh, many, many times, and, uh, you know, not doing that as much as uh, I used to. One of the reasons why I did that is um, Dan Davison was a guy out of – he used to be from Rhode Island, and he ended up moving down with Altadas to Florida. So it would be kind of be a get-together with him that would do it every single week. And, uh, I hired him. So you know, we, <laughs> he's up here and, uh, I, I talk to him way too often now because there he is. So, um, I don't need, I certainly don't need to get on a clubhouse call with him, but I miss some of the other folks. So maybe, uh, the beginning of the year, we start that up again. If yeah. it's even a thing, I don't
1: I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest. I've never, the only time I ever used this the <clears throat> app is when, uh, when you guys do the, uh, the clubhouse calls, so... Yeah. Um, I still have it, though, and I still get alerts, so whenever you do it, you know, I get an alert. All right. Or else I get All Mr. Right. Jonathan texting me, like, five minutes before it's supposed to start, like, are you going to get on here? And he, I guess he's on there early and waiting for you and struggling yeah. to fill time, so he asked me if I'd come on. That was, I think, the last time you guys did it, but... Um, it just came out of the blue, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, draw on the uh, the 10th anniversary leaf and... It's interesting. I don't know about I, m- I might be completely crazy here. But there's a fruity component, but then there's also a very slight subtle like almost like pine tree like like a juniper. Like 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 you'd get from like gin, that kind of pine kind of needly christmasy kind of a christmasy component
0: christmasy not that um one that you hang in your car with a little pine no. tree for
1: the, <laughs> no no <laughs> not that one not that one those taste terrible by the way i've never <laughs> tasted one yeah <laughs> i wouldn't think you're supposed to but they yeah don't,
0: they don't taste
1: like they smell they yeah. don't run out of run yeah. out of uh mouth mint or you know breath mints hadn't yeah, had breath figured mints. that would <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it didn't work at all
1: mm. So, Dave, I got a couple of topics I want to touch base with you on. All right. But the first and probably most, uh, you know, top of mind is what the hell did you do to piss off YouTube? Man,
0: I don't know. We just do the same thing over and over. So when when they treat us differently than they did the last fourteen years, mm-hmm. I say, you know, what the hell is different than what we did? And when they put us back on, are they gonna throw us back off because we only know one show and that's the show we did again on Saturday. They For said sure. they'd put us back on they'd put us back on on Wednesday, they said, and this morning it went on okay so we're back on they didn't let us go live they didn't let us go on sunday either and on monday around seven o'clock this morning i get a text from ed sullivan who produces the show and he said i don't know what happened but we're up Hmm. so i said okay we'll see what ends up happening there um and each time these type of things happen like we got thrown off facebook me, Ed Sullivan, and Jonathan all got thrown off Facebook and we had a restart up again.
1: I know, I remember that. What the that. hell
0: happened there? We thought it was us, it turned out that because we have a studio, somebody in the podcast studio said something like maybe vaccines aren't good or who the hell knows what was going on at that time of whatever. Yeah. And uh, because our names, our three names were attached to that account, in case somebody had to do something to oh. the, at the studio, <clears throat> the guess is—and I say guess because there's no telling for sure—because they don't tell you. They said you violated something. We took you off, and it's irreversible. Yeah, that was Facebook. This time they said you broke our policy. This is YouTube. You broke our policy, and you're off. So is 180 shows they took out. Wow and along with that you can't go live and you're you basically in jail for a week so uh maybe that happened monday last week and we didn't know it until it got close to trying to post our thumbnail for the show coming up i don't i don't know what happened but uh it went back up today and in the meantime Somebody told us about rumble and said, okay, try rumble. We were already doing Odyssey, but apparently Odyssey is in financial trouble. And, uh, it looks like they're not going to stick around. It's there. We have all our shows up there anyway. So there's someplace, including the 180 that were taken down. So they exist. And then somebody said, okay, try rumble, which is interesting. I don't know if you do it yet, No, but, uh, not a bad insurance policy to put it there you could actually go live on rumble which we did for the first time ever and said we loaded up a bunch of stuff and then we said okay let's try it live and if you see jonathan at the beginning of the show he throws his arms up because it actually worked we saw it actually go into it and said okay this worked not only did it work is you know that facebook and, and youtube push cigar content down As much as they can. For sure. So people can't see it. It can't be seen. Mm -hmm. So we'll get maybe a thousand viewers uh, over the course of time on a particular episode on YouTube. Same thing about Facebook. The majority of our listens are audio, uh, which... Thank God, that's where you should.
1: <laughs> I I, I, show. I say the same thing for mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's nothing to look at here. Yeah. Believe me. But um, those that do, like my mother, for instance, she watches the show on TV. She oh, thinks, okay. which is on her TV has YouTube, and there is the cigar authority. And then she can watch, and she she couldn't uh, on anything else. So it was there. So there's people that do that, and that's where they. Uh, listen to the show, or you know, maybe s- Sunday morning in their garage and have a cigar, and they put it on, or whatever happens. Yeah, I don't want to lose it, and I know I'm not going to get any more than I ever got before because they, the only people that see it are people that subscribe to it. They will not allow that to get pushed out there for people to see it exists. Yeah. Well, Rumble, on the other hand, this is the first week live on Rumble ever. And we're 2,200 views already in three days. Really? More than double in three days. How, how is that possible? Because you're talking about a show for 14 years we've been doing it. We don't take those kind of spikes. When you spike, we go up 5%, 2%, or whatever. Yeah. You don't take uh, double-digit or 100% growth. Uh, more than 100% now because usually the the show continues to grow for about two weeks. Then it starts dying off af- after that point. It's got about a two-year real shelf life on it. And uh we're at 2,200 as of early this afternoon. Who knows where it's going? That tells me Rumble is not, not showing it.
1: I was going to say it's out it, there for people to see. It's not throttling the content. and It's just putting it out mm. there like everything else, and people are able to find it just as easy right. as anything else that's great
0: and we're talking about an audience of a minute audience compared to youtube for sure obviously and yet more people got to see it so they're doing everything they can uh, as facebook is to not let our product be seen so uh just a heads up not huh. a bad place to go and uh you know i'll continue to mention on the show where we're available you know i I haven't done that in probably 14 years to say find us on facebook and you you know whatever but i think it's something to start bringing in and let the people know about um where we are they may be seeing it on rumble now and not know that it's on youtube and facebook and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so uh as long as they're going to keep us on we're going to stay but uh it looks like uh we're we're loving rumble right now
1: see and that's the i it's such a double-edged sword because i know on one hand it's very easy to um you know stand up and yell about the importance of first amendment rights and free speech and all that and i and i obviously i'm an advocate for that on the flip side we are using their platforms, you know, and they have their terms they and conditions and they own it yeah. and whatever. And so it becomes this question, uh, this, this matter of fairness. And that's what really sucks is that, you know, you're, you're trying to appeal to somebody and if they make an arbitrary decision, they make an arbitrary decision and, you know, we're the ones on the outs, but yeah, that I guess the most you can do is, uh, you know, try and play by their rules as best you can. I know that with mine, you know, I have to say it's uh, not for kids and no yeah, one. And I, I know you yeah. got to log in to view it and everything. So, like, I don't yeah. understand. They're it, making like, it as
0: hard, as hard as they can. They make it for us. And I'll play by the rules. That's their rules. Yeah. But to, to somebody um, searching for cigars and the only thing that pops up is telling you that it's not good for you is bullshit. Yeah. First off, it's not true. And the second thing is, where's my content that's out there that I, you know, you you got it set for most recent, you show me an eight year old study uh, that was done by some little place or something that says it's not good for you, or whatever. And that's what you're gonna, you're gonna pop up. So yeah. you're kind of setting the message the way you want to do it, right?
1: Well, and you got to wonder, you know, how much money, YouTube is made off of your content that you haven't been given because they demonetize tobacco related videos. Yep, but they still you know, run the ads. I was going to say, they're still running YouTube ads and stuff through your videos. You're not getting anything for that. No. You know, so, no. yeah, that's some crap. But um, all right. Well, Rumble's the place to find you for video now. Uh, I mean, YouTube, but, you know. We can also check you out on and that. and
0: and I and I saw. I just looked on Rumble to see, uh, do they monetize it? And uh, they do. You can monetize it if you want. Uh, I don't know if I dare touch that and say, okay, let me make ten dollars here and ten dollars there. Yeah. Uh, if they, it, you know, um, I don't. I don't know if, whether to bother with it or not. But it's there for everybody else. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'll talk with Ed Sullivan and, and ask his recommendation when I see him because it's available also. And imagine downloading our 14 years on there. Um, You know, I don't have to tell you, it's a lot of work to put a show together. And then here they do, they make the money off of your show. And I got to sit on the sidelines and, and take these uh, timeouts. Think of how
1: much bigger Mr. Jonathan's ribbon budget could be if he would have had all that YouTube revenue. Huge, huge, huge. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, oh, so I saw, uh, obviously not this week. It was, uh, I think, previous week. You got the package. I got the package. (laughs) It came in, and uh, I gave it to Jonathan,
0: and uh, he laughed out loud. And uh, he was, I think he came up with some other name of who he thought it was. And I said, maybe you're not old enough to remember Egghead or something. he goes, I remember him. And then he turned on the back of it, and there, there it said it was egg hair or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I told him Michael Jackson. He was on the, the voice in the Michael Jackson thing, if you if you didn't remember I who he was. I heard but, you
1: saying that, and he made fun of yeah. me for that. And I'm thinking, dude, I know exactly what he's talking about. He's talking about the thriller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I was walking through Target, and uh, I, I was walking through looking stuff for my son, and I saw that that egghead action figure there, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, it looks like Mr. Jonathan." And then I took a closer look, and he's even a flamboyant like yellow and white suit and everything. And I'm like, "Oh my god, it really looks like Mr. Jonathan." So I had to get it.
0: Well, and that and that wasn't a uh, you know an old piece. That was mm. a new thing. Brand new. That was
1: this year. So as
0: Vincent Price, as Vincent and, you know, Price. It's not like. Not like there's a new movie out with eggheaders.
1: No, no. Yeah. Somebody's making toys of the the old TV show, and for whatever and, and reason, if what happens, we
0: buy it. I don't know if any kid bought <laughs> it, gonna... but I would have bought it too if I saw something. Like that.
1: I saw it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a it's a Mr. Jonathan. And then I I, I when I sent it, I thought he was going to be missing that episode. And I was hoping it was going to get there in time that it could serve as the the stand-in, Mr. Jonathan, with you there, you know. But uh, unfortunately, he, he
0: missed the he missed the week before, and it didn't come in time. Um, and we had taped the episode that he was going to miss, See, um, it... so we, oh, okay. we we taped it in advance because that was the contenders episode for contenders yes. for the cigar of the year. So I said, "I'm fine. I'll do it." Um, and I'll be the only one on the stage, and it's okay. And as tough as it is for me to do a show by myself, I got Ed Sullivan at least. Yeah. Uh, You, when you do your show alone, let me tell your listeners.
1: It's painful.
0: (laughs) Never did I do it without a producer. So I've done it three times by myself with a producer. So I was able to clear my throat. I was able to go to break. You know, and different things like that. But uh, by yourself, by yourself, is, I just can't
1: even imagine. It's rough, man. Um, you know, uh, got to have stuff to talk about, and like you said, you got to be able to clear your throat and take a puff right. on the cigar, and you know, right. light the cigar and everything else. It's it's not. It's I don't know. I try to avoid it. So I'm very thankful when when uh, I text you and you're like, yeah, we can do it this night. And I'm like, perfect. You know, yeah. So, we got. Yeah. Um, anyway, so speaking of the contenders pack, you guys are right in the well, I guess you're in the middle ish. You know, the, the, the voting period for cigars yeah. of the year. Let's talk a little bit about that. You guys have a hell of a lineup this year.
0: We do, it's uh, the, the, it's tied for the most cigars we ever had before. It's funny, I hear some people saying cigars aren't as good this year as they were last year and stuff. And I keep going on uh, and I'm a broken record that cigars are better every year. And that's because agriculture really, they, they get better and better. And I'll make a little, little something to it during the little boom or whatever you wanna call the COVID thing that was going on. They were starting to rush cigars to market because uh, yeah. they had to. So yeah, a little young. Sometimes you, oh my god, they just roll this off the table. This needs to sit for a month or so. I noticed but the a, tobacco was aged and good.
1: I noticed a lot more tobacco, like like voids, like you'd be smoking and the filler tobacco would like either not be there and there'd be like an empty spot, like it would tunnel, or that it would maybe burn quicker and you'd result in tunneling. But like there was there's yeah. at least one brand I can tell you, right? I'm not going to, but off the top of my head, that it was a fairly prominent cigar in their line that I smoked about three of them that were just utterly unsmokable because you would take a, a draw on it and you'd get nothing but air and it wouldn't burn at all because of the, the complete lack of filler tobacco. And uh, yeah, I, I experienced a lot of that during COVID. Yeah. So
0: that was a little ugly segment. And while that was going on, I told all the younger people to the cigar world that didn't live through it in the 90s, uh, during the cigar boom of the 90s, which was the god-awful worst cigars that ever came out. And consumption was never bigger, and the cigars were terrible because everybody was just open factories. They were rolling. We we used to laugh banana leaves or something because – My God, the stuff wouldn't burn. It was crazy stuff that was going on. And when that was over, yeah, consumption went down, but cigars got way better. And they continued to get better year after year. (laughs) This year, no exception. Um, It was tough. I mean, we had uh, started with about 40 different brands and then brought it down, brought it down. And uh, I said, there's no way I'm going to, you know, all these cigars. We got to get it down to, I would like eight because we have this certain package that actually packaging that holds eight cigars beautifully, but we couldn't. So it's like, okay, buy this other container and uh, we'll have to get the 10 in it. I hope it fits. And they came in, it fit and said, all right, we're going to go with 10. And because everything that's on there is deserving along with a whole bunch that didn't make the cut. And I feel bad for them because normally any one of those other ones would have been in there also. But you got to draw the line somewhere and and that wasn't anybody else um, voting except for us at the two guys smoke shop looking at it and saying, all right, let this one go. Let that one go. Yeah. Uh, And fights along the way. And now the battle battle begins with, um, you know, what the consumers end up liking. And it's because we, we put that on sale just a few weeks ago and people don't smoke as much as we do. Um, I don't know if we got any votes in yet or very few votes that came in yet because people have got to get through 10 of them to do it. So I, I'm talking to some people and they say I'm seven in, I'm eight in, I got a couple more want to go. I beg them to please wait uh, to smoke all of them because it's unfair that, you know, you may look at something and say, yeah, I don't even know this one. So this ain't going to win. You don't know it because you don't know it yet. And you got to smoke it and try it because everything in there is
1: new and what the montosa maduro correct me if i'm wrong that, right. that one last year and how many people knew that versus some of the other ones right. in the lineup you know and it obviously won because of all the different metrics that you put together so yeah. voting came in and everything else so i mean that that cigar may not have been a well-known cigar but it it ran the race and it won and
0: you know going back and i've been doing since 1992 was the first year i did a cigar of the year not cigar aficionado not anybody that exists today mm-hmm. it was only me because coming from the nightclub business i was like why isn't there a cigar of the year and i looked everywhere and there wasn't a cigar of the year i said well damn it it's gonna be a cigar year this year And that was 1992 and you know i picked different things along the way it was romeo and juliet in 1992 and people didn't know what romeo and juliet was in 1992 and then it was Fonseca, and it was different cigars along the way that end up and it was always new so you know when rocky patel won nobody knew who rocky patel was when perdomo won way back in their first cigar in 1996 i believe it was yeah nobody knew what perdomo was and nobody knew what you know montosa is and I get to look at those and read them off. And, you know, as you hear these names and then you say, oh, my God, La flor Dominicana. La Dominicana, this was 1994. It was a brand new cigar. What's La Dominicana? Nobody knows. Well, there it is, Cigar of the Year. And most of the time it proves me right because Perdomo, Rocky, Patel, and La Dominicana. Here it is 30 years later, and these guys still exist where most of those – uh, in that contenders pack of those years, gone, 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 you know. So we try to get it right so that years from now I can say, I told you so. There you so go. we'll, we'll
1: see. <laughs> <laughs> well, fun. That's how I live my life. That's half the way I live my life is get to say, I told you so. I, you know what? There's something to be said about that. Um, so for those folks who are interested in taking part, are there still uh, uh, contender packs available that if they wanted to get one?
0: There are two guys cigars dot com, the number two guys cigars dot com, and you'll probably see it in the rotator contenders for the cigar of the year. You have till it's like right after Christmas to uh, uh, get your vote in there. Oh, so they your got vote counts, but you plenty of time. Yeah, it's still thirty days. Um, your vote counts, but your vote isn't it. You know, and I, I try to tell them that. Uh, most of the time it works out that way that it ends up going that way but that's not it we have a matrix of how we do it and it becomes all these different aspects including in that, and i believe this is why montosa won last year is because people got a contenders pack they smoked montosa and they came in the next week and bought a box of montosa because we're talking about a six dollar cigar and they go oh that cigar was fantastic how much does that cost and they look that up and they go because it doesn't say on the packaging or anything how much it is. You bought the whole pack for whatever it it was and then you say, my God, that's really good. Now we start looking at Here's a let's follow and and our computer system doesn't. Let's follow all the people that bought the contenders pack and let's see what they bought. They might have voted for something different, but their wallet tells me differently. They (laughs) voted with their wallet. So I think you thought Montosa was really good even if you didn't pick it because you bought a whole box after that and the one you picked you didn't even buy a single. Yeah. So, you know, the psychological things that happen in there too of I want to be one of the cool guys, this is a cool cigar, but let me spend my money on this other one. That's what I care about is really what you think the best one is for the money and there and there was the answer.
1: There you go. Well, we, on the other hand, over at the Cigar Pulpit, are doing our uh, Parishioner's Top Cigars of 2023. And uh, we have no qualifications to speak of whatsoever. (laughs) Ours is purely a... I have nothing to do with it. I have no uh, input whatsoever as to the the nominees. I'm not voting. I'm not taking part. It's uh, strictly a listener-provided thing. And uh, we just completed... The uh nominations, and actually, as of the day that this episode drops, the voting will open up. So, if anybody wants to get in on the voting, they just have to join the uh the Pulpit Parishioners group on Facebook, and that gets them access to the the voting information, and they can just go and vote. They're not
0: voting in front of everybody. though it's a
1: it's a secret ballot. Yeah, well, it's it. Yeah, it's like an online form thing. Uh, Nick over okay. at my monthly and and fucking good coffee. He's he's helping out with. Uh, with all that. And so I I think it's a form on his website and you can go on there and click your boxes and rate them and rank them and however you want to do it. And then go from there, which I think when he and I spoke earlier today, we had, I think upwards of 70 or right at 70 cigars nominated. However, by the time you take um, duplicates into account, there might be closer to like something in the forties, you know, cause uh, there were a couple of brands that really represented well. And um, so we'll have, But you to... don't say to them has to be new, new cigar. No, you no. Yeah. Cause the problem with that, with us, Dave is since, you know, listenership is all over the place, um, you know, as well as I do that some of these shops get, new stuff and some of them they don't bother with that they just get what they get and some people never see you know there might be shops out there that people go to that they never see all saints or aladino or any of these these brands and so rather than you know like west tampa west tampa tobacco they won uh our top spot with the black last year and i mean they were brand new and they're still brand new but they're crushing it pretty well with with nominations but there's a lot of people that that they haven't hit yet. And so we wanted to open it up to not just what is new this year, but also what's smoking good. And so, you know, you get people, people that put in the the evergreen, you know, con, uh, cigar like I'm sure the Corojo Reserve is probably listed in there because uh, you know, I, I think your co-host may have voted, and I'm assuming that if <laughs> if he nominated cigars, I'm gonna assume the Corojo Reserve is listed in that list. So, yeah, but he's
0: the champion on that. There's no I doubt about it. it. I know it. You know, we we have another show called the Ashhole that I do, mm-hmm. and they have different criteria. I I stepped into that because somebody quit, and there wasn't somebody to fill in. My office was straight ahead, as you know and they like can you just come on because whatever i'm like okay replace me though i got work to do and it's been it's been a year i'm not replaced yet that's how it happens but um <laughs> so i said okay what what is your criteria and they said we had to smoke a smoke the cigar this year that's it See, and, so that, I'm like, and that's All right.
1: that's my criteria so the end of the year the last episode of the year this year i'll go over my like top ones of 2023 but it's ones that i smoked on the show Okay, that's
0: what they do, too. And uh, so I'm like, all right, you got to give me a list. So so I see it, and they said, uh, okay. And then I guess the week before, we start fighting with each other to say what should win based on that information. Um, And another thing we did on um, the Cigar Authority is we have the stars reviews now. Oh, I know. The, uh, oh, you're part of I'm it, I'm right? part of it,
1: yeah.
0: All right. Okay, good. Well, thank you for that. I still need to get and, you my one for
1: November. <laughs>
0: all right, hurry up.
1: I will. <laughs>
0: so this is consumers buying these blind cigars and giving their reviews and ratings and all this. Now, this, what happened the past few months, has only been, I don't think it's only a couple of months, Um is, was a testing ground to see how this works and whatever. But imagine next year coming around and we can include them a couple of months to pass. Then we can start doing, okay, what was the highest rated? What was the strongest cigar? Okay, from this information based on listeners as opposed to just ourselves to end up saying that. Yeah. And so what do you think of smoking a cigar blindly You have no indication besides I gave you a number to it. You got two of them in case one doesn't draw. You weren't paying attention. Um, It's important. I know it's a pain in the ass to say, okay, I got to get through two of these. things. Oh, no, I don't think it's a pain in the
1: ass. My problem is it is. How do I put this? Okay. So there's a certain level of of. um, I don't know for lack of a better term responsibility that I'm putting on myself with this. And I'm probably taking this way more seriously than perhaps other people or you're even sitting there going like, dude, you're taking it way too seriously. But I look at it and I'm like, there's a written review that's compiled based upon the, the scores that the people in my group are submitting. And that written review is going out to, Lord knows how many people on your website. It's being referenced as you're even talking about it now. It's being referenced as, as a as a benchmark, detailing the 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 rating, the strength, the whatever of that cigar. And so it it it's a it's a a review that that follows that product. And because of that, I kind of am I, I'm putting more responsibility and and pressure on myself of like, okay, I gotta really concentrate and get it right. And so some days when I, I – I've been way busy the last, like, three months, it seems. And so there are days that I'll have a cigar, but I'll be in the car driving from point A to point B, and I'll have a cigar then. And that's not a time for me to be smoking one of these no. cigars. And so that's that's been my whole thing is, like, sitting down – hence why I'm, like, telling you on the 27th I need to get you the, the review for the month of November. But – um. Anyway, uh, that's that's been my whole thing is that because of that added pressure. And so with the first cigar, I sit down, I've got my notepad and I'm taking notes on that first cigar. You know, I'm not I'm I know Mr. Jonathan and I talked about it and he said, you know, have one that you kind of just relax and enjoy and, you know, kind of make some mental notes. And then the second one you focus in. and But I'm taking notes on that first one. And then that second one, I do the same thing, but I'm not really comparing my notes. I'm, I'm wanting to like see where the and then once I'm done with that, then I kind of like bring the notes together and see like, OK, I said I got a woodsy taste on this one and I got a woodsy taste on this one. So that must be a common thing, you know, but because. The pa- you know, the palate strikes different, slightly at different times yeah. based upon, oh, I had a cup of coffee this morning. I didn't have a cup of coffee this morning and, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm trying to, like, piece it together.
0: Well, you know, we do it one single cigar for Cigar Journal. But mm-hmm. they don't send us one cigar. They send us a bag of, say, 20 cigars. And we have, say, 20 days to smoke all 20 and review all 20 And uh, it is very, very tough. It's so tough. My door in my office is open all the time, except a lot of times if there's people up there and I have to do a review because if I get sidetracked on it, half the cigar is smoked and I didn't write the first quarter, you know, what the hell, ah, shit, first third. I passed the first third. Now I'm trying to remember. I can't, I almost have to, that's it. It's gonna be an hour. A day for the next 20 days that i'm going to put on to this but i take it serious too because this is somebody's cigar yeah in uh, a No. now here's the interesting thing as i get everybody's list mm-hmm. now i have to do exactly the same thing is you said woodsy and two other people said woodsy so woodsy is good one guy ended up saying chestnuts and nobody else is there at all. So chestnuts m- might not make the cut unless there's only two descriptive things. Then I'll say woodsy and a hint of chestnut yeah. or whatever that somebody mentions that. Uh, again, I'm not smoking the cigar, but what I do is I know the cigar also. I know what it is. You don't.
1: Yeah. And then I'm looking which, at it. and Which I'm, I okay with. I'm okay with not knowing. I, you know. That does kind of part of part of the one of the things that I ask myself is, you know, would I buy a box of this? And, you know, it's kind of like uh, as I'm smoking, that's kind of like what I'm coming up with that rating, that that numerical rating that that comes into play. And the problem with me asking myself that question is I like to know the price because, you know, obviously, if it's a box of uh, three hundred dollar Olivas, yeah, I'm probably not going to be buying a box of that. It might be great, but I'm not going to buy a box of them just due to the financial cost of it, you know? So I don't know. And you're doing, you're doing a favor
0: to a person like you that may look at the a certain cigar that gets a good review or gets a bad review and was thinking about buying that cigar and may not buy that cigar now saying, I don't have $30 to spend on that cigar, but listen, they look at everybody, how they rated it. Some people would, and I, I never rated cigars, except for Cigar Journal. I never rated cigars for myself. You never saw a rating on uh, Cigar Authority because I rated it. I actually did one. I did a La Fora Dominicana, um, um, not the, the the one that came out uh, with the round box. It was the version that came out after the sunlight one. There was a oh, night, night one and yeah, a day yeah, yeah. one. So I did that because that wasn't going to come out for another year or so. And that's Lito Gomez's son. And he did the cigar and I happened to smoke it and I liked the cigar a lot. So I said, let me smoke another one and actually write a review. So I did it almost to give the kid, uh, make him feel good and because it was truly a good cigar. Yeah. Um, so I did it. Now this month, there's five, thursdays in the month Mm. i didn't consider that at all when i put this together that said okay we're gonna have four review teams there'll be one every week and we'll have one every single time yeah well it turns out as jonathan explained to me every single year there is four weeks that doesn't have that has an extra week in it yeah so um dan who's compiling the stuff for me and the guy's a statistician, by the way. It's pretty damn good. I found it. I found it. I found his superpower, which Whoops. is stats and um, graphs and all the shit that I love. And organizing you know, so expos
1: with you, from what I gather, as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> so um, he said, "Listen, will you do a review?" And I, you know, almost like a celebrity review. That there'll be a spot when this thing ends up happening here. And I said, "Well, it wouldn't be a bad idea if I do one." this year jonathan does one the next time it happens and ed does one the next time and then we'll pick somebody after that you know and have a different person each four times a year that that happens yeah and uh i said all right i'll do i'll do it the first time mine was not blind because i know what i was smoking i i'm the guy that puts it together so i'm like all right in all fairness this one is not blind i'm looking at it but there's a reason why I'm choosing this cigar and here you go. And it is a cigar that has not been reviewed yet. Okay. Anywhere. So, uh, at least there's a review out for that. And that's what I'll try to do is maybe pick a rare cigar that's never been reviewed or pick a cigar from 20 years ago. that I happen to still have, and let somebody else smoke it, you know, some oddities that I could never fulfill all the people to smoke that cigar anyway, It couldn't happen. Yeah. So, uh, And another thing I haven't done is give a cheap cigar in the group Uh and I will. So what I didn't want everybody to feel is, oh, I paid this money for this and I got a couple of $3 cigars or $5 cigars, but it's going to happen because it's going to be important to happen because somebody's going to smoke a cheap cigar and say, wow, this is a really good cigar. I wish it was me that I liked a cheap cigar unfortunately it's not the case, but if you do like uh, no sense in spending big money on a bottle of wine for me, because I don't know one from the other and a cheap bottle of wine. A lot of times I like it better than the expensive stuff. So I'm better off with, with the cheap stuff when it comes to a cigar, it's not the case. I just know too much about it. Maybe that's the problem. Um, so if it's cheaply made or something, I can tell, and I don't like it and, uh, whatever's going on with me with that. But, I want to know what this group of 10 think of a cheap cigar, too. So when it happens to you, you won't know until the review comes out. When the review comes out, say, oh, they screwed me. I'll make it up the next time. And it, it, mathematically, it'll, it'll, it'll come out good. But you need to go through it. You're, you're a better cigar taster than you were two months ago. I promise going through that. And you'll get so good. So good at it, and I appreciate the guys more than you ever did before. It's a very interesting experiment we're doing at the same time.
1: No, it is, and and to your point, I mean, yeah, you really have to focus. I mean, I've found that I can't be watching uh, like a TV show on my iPad while I'm doing it because, like you said, before you know it, you're into the second, third, and you're like, wait a minute, what just happened in the first third, you know? And so you can't you can't do other things. You really have to like legit focus and. And uh, the flavor wheel has been very helpful with, um, you know, cause I'll sit there and I'll be like, what is that? What is that? And I'll just s- circle around, just keep circling yeah. around until something hits. It's not, it's not mushroom. It's not this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You start yeah. taking
0: it away. Oh, I'm starting to get in there. Cinnamon. Oh, it's close to, you know, yeah. here we go. Yeah. I do every single review I do is with the flavor wheel. That's why I put it out there because that's what I've always used anyway every single show i do on the cigar authority the flavor wheels between me and jonathan underneath the glass thing that's there if you take a look yeah. you'll see it there because sometimes you need a little helping hand to figure out what the hell am i looking for what is this taste okay there it is i'm i'm narrowing in on it so well, I'm absolutely all, I'm, I'm always
1: good. so thankful when when that flavor hits and you're like okay i know exactly what that one is you know and unfortunately it doesn't happen that that often that you know, you get that kind of clarity. So, no, the wheel comes yes. in very, very handy. Very handy. Yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to touch base with you on before we get into some other fun here, and here uh, uh, is um, so trade shows. I wanted to talk about um, kind of what I want to do a little prediction here of TPE and how it's going to shape up with PCA. Coming closer on its heels because I've had a little bit of time since the announcements were made way back when. And, you know, we've had almost it's been almost a year, I guess, since since all that was announced. Um, and uh, I I'm going to tell you my thoughts and I want I want you to say you're off base. This is how I see it, whatever else. I think this How are you
0: zooming in right now? How are you zooming in right
1: now? Oh, this iPad has got this thing. It's like a dynamic uh, lens or something. So if I move over here, it follows me oh. and it's like it's like I have oh, my, you did, you, I have my own you did little this and you zoomed in and zoomed out. I have my own little personal cameraman with my iPad. It's and it freaked me out the first time it happened. So um so here's my thought. I think I think in terms of the premium cigar side. I think it's going to look very similar to last year because booth space was committed to, you know, early enough on before PCA made their announcement that they were shifting up to March. And so you're going to see probably for the most part, most of the same players at TPE this year. I think the real change is going to come next year. I think that what you're going to find is that this year, um, manufacturers, are, you know, they're kind of locked in with the space, but they're also watching to see where do the retailers go? Because let's be, you know, I mean, you know, they're going to want to follow the audience. And if a retailer is being told, hey, come to Vegas at the end of January, and then, hey, also come to Vegas at the end of March to see the same, give or take, most of the same people, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to pick one or the other. And are they going to pick the one that has... 25% 25% of the show floor dedicated to their product, and the other 75% to a bunch of stuff that they either don't care about, don't want to be associated with, or whatever else. Or are they going to go to the show that's 100% their show? And I think they're going to go to PCA over TPE. And and I and I don't want to make it sound like I'm diminishing or picking on TPE. I'm just trying to like call the the my perspective on this. And so what I think is that 2025. Is going to be the year that you really see the premium cigar side of things shrink down to maybe just the brands that have the uh, C store convenience store presence and have a small little little thing with that, and to to hit those people. What do you think? All right. So the only,
0: I agree with you, but the only caveat that's going to happen there is yes, it's true that the store, the manufacturers locked in already. They bought the boot space. It had to be in before it ended up happening, which uh, if you want to say these, um, and they, they say it doesn't, but of course they compete with each other. Oh, yeah. Um, PCA should have announced it beforehand, and that wouldn't have happened this year. Now, next year, something different is going to change also. Well, yeah, the PCA is going to New Orleans. New Orleans. Which well, is which is the East Coast. So That's you know real. something, the PCA, the TPE, is gonna do okay because the folks on the West Coast aren't gonna go all the way to New Orleans. So they may also, for the next time, 2026, they're in trouble, If depending where PCA goes. If PCA stayed there, they could have really put a hurting on uh, TPE. Uh, because obviously the one you would want to go to is the bigger one. Um, also, another negative thing that happens in January is, uh, I don't know about your local stores around there, but there's no business in January. There's no cash flow. No. It's, it's really bad.
1: It's horrible around here in January.
0: Yeah. So um, some of the things the retailer has to rebuy. So you got the best sellers that you have. And they sold at Christmas time. So you're actually, you have no money, but you're forced to buy your bestsellers. So you've got to stock them because that's what the customer wants and is asking for. So you do. But are you buying a whole bunch of new things with no cash flow coming in? No. Uh, Very, very tough. You start coming into March. Okay, April is right around the corner. It ain't going to ship before April. You're going to get it anyway. Beautiful. Here's the new product. Give it to me. I'm okay, I'll put it on my credit card, I won't have to pay it till May, and we're good. So there's the good part of it. But the East Coast, West Coast, I was on that board of directors for six years. And I look back in those days, in those early days, they used to bounce it every year, somewhere different. And you would look at Vegas versus no matter where they had it. And Vegas always won that people will go to Vegas. There's other reasons to go to Vegas while you're going to Vegas. Yeah. So they, they would go to Vegas. So they're not they're not dead in the water in, in the water in twenty twenty five. at twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty five, they got another shot because New Orleans factored it's gonna happen. So the West Coast is going to keep them alive anyway. Uh and then twenty twenty six it all depends what PCA does.
1: Now okay, so what about like the cost for um, manufacturers to ship booth uh, items from Vegas to New Orleans, though, because that's going to be a huge, lot. you know. Yeah. And but, you, but did you see – you saw us at United Cigar at um, PCA? I saw pictures. I wasn't at PCA,
0: but, yeah. All right. So gigantic. A huge. I mean, gigantic. it was a giant – and then you saw us at TPE. Mm-hmm and it's one little thing that they have set up for us. It's so inexpensive to go. It's a no-brainer uh, just to meet uh, some of your customers and say hello to them. It doesn't matter if you sell anything or anything, but another uh, touch with with them. So yeah. you can do it on the cheap, certainly there. Uh, I know all of us go in the boat, but again, he was locked into it. But will he go the following year? Yeah, the people on the West Coast or something that aren't gonna go to New Orleans, and um, rumor is they're going to be at New Orleans two years in a row. It's not the first time we went to New Orleans. I think it's been three times in New Orleans. New Orleans, I don't know how what you think of it. It's a shithole.
1: I'm not uh, a fan. <laughs> uh, I'm not a, I am don't like the town. Neither. The only thing remotely you know about that, the,
0: guys, yeah. the food is good.
1: I was not, just about to say the bad. food. That's the only <laughs> thing and to be honest, I'm like, Yeah, I can get good food other places too. You know? Right. Yeah. It's not it's not that good. Mm-hmm. You know, that I gotta
0: deal with New Orleans. Man, that, that city smells. That's how bad that uh, city and, is. And and
1: not just that. Yeah, I know I think you and I talked about it maybe the last time you were on is that um that that first PCA that they're doing back there, um in twenty five, right? It's twenty it's twenty five that it's 20... gonna be Right. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty four is in the one in March. Twenty five is the one in first one in New Orleans. That that that's the same weekend as what is it, French Quarter Festival, which is the second largest mm. festival in the city behind Mardi Gras. And so, you know, you're gonna have uh tons of people. Hotel rooms are gonna be at a premium just in and of themselves. Yeah. And you can't tell me that's not why Maybe PCA was able to get the the convention center spaces is because nobody else wanted to be down in the city at the same time that was going on.
0: well, why don't, why does the PCA fall on Fourth of July week every week every year because nobody wants that that yeah, space. Uh-huh. So, oh, we got something special this year. We got it on um, March Madness uh, (laughs) Basketball Week.
1: Yeah, so it's not like... It's not going
0: to be any better. I would
1: say hotel rooms are going to be expensive as hell and at a premium in Vegas then, too.
0: So the fact of the matter is nobody wants us, uh, and we got to take what we can take, and that's it. Um, Unless we would dare someday say, let's go with there's no nightlife, And we had done it one year in Texas somewhere. I don't remember the city in Texas we went to. There was nothing around. There was just uh, maybe four hotels that we had to split ourselves up at four hotels. There was no meeting grounds to where it is. And I get it, some of this, you know, you wanna have a place to go where everybody meets and all that stuff. But, you know, I got business to do, a lot of business to do, and I came to do business so I don't care the nightlife that doesn't happen for me. Actually, it was probably the most I slept during the trade show that year because there was no place, uh, nobody doing anything. So good for me. I got some sleep, you know, it's
1: probably a couple of, uh, retailers out there that got some actual business done on one of those trips that year. Too. Right. Yeah. So but
0: everybody bitched after and said there was no nightlife. There was no place to go. It was not. Okay. New Orleans and Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. I get it. Big, big nightlife. Uh, I, don't, I just know, I, don't know. I, I was I was that guy before, and I'm certainly as years go on, it's getting worse and worse of me looking for that kind of action.
1: I just uh, yeah, I just there has to be a a better or an, a different alternative than than Vegas and New Orleans. I you know that offers some maybe some nightlife for folks. I mean, you know, um, I, I I don't know, I don't know. How I,
0: about how about a cruise ship? A docked cruise ship. Don't even take Ooh. it out, or maybe once a day, take it out and turn it around and bring it back for fun or whatever. Yeah. But everybody, you know, something like that. Um, you know, all these things have come come to um, discussion about. But um, you know, look at look at my poor New England Cigar Expo. That you know, I do the big anniversary party every year at a beautiful place. Yep. And I, I this year I'm in a tent in a, the middle of nowhere, in a cow in a tent farm tent at a cow farm, yeah. and I was disgusted by it, and I was so unhappy. And then the doors are open, and I'm like, you know, I start apologizing immediately, and everybody said, "Oh, it's great, don't worry about it, whatever." But I mean, I went from one extreme to the absolute other. Dirt floor, you know, it was pouring rain out. Of course. Um, But the fact of the matter is it's, it's there or nowhere right now until I can find something better, but (laughs) I haven't been able to find something better even after using it. So we're doing it again next year there. Um,
1: I, by all accounts, I I heard nothing but great things about it. I mean, you know, I know I have a serious case of, you know, missing out. Um, you know, it just was what it was this year and, uh, everything, but, uh, no, nah, I mean it. It sounds like it was a wonderful time, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't be diminishing it, even if it was at a cow, cow farm. I mean, you know, you guys cleaned up the cow patties, I assume. No, uh, <laughs> I got.
0: I got. I got complaints from um, the food trucks that uh, after it was over, one of the food trucks guys emailed me back and said, "Well, I more than hit the minimum, like you said I was going to do," and blah 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 blah. He said, but there were a lot of flies around, which is not good to have a food truck with flies. And maybe that was because of the cow excrement that was out on, you know, what are you going to do? These cows, you Dude, know,
1: that's it. It's a cow farm. It's a working cow farm. I mean, you know. Yes. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds like you had a prima donna food truck.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see if i ask him back next year and we'll see if he says yeah i'm in and i already know the answer which is yes because he made money uh so you yeah. know that that's what they're in business for, too. so suck it up and uh you know we're going to try to make it a little better than we did before learned our lessons of whatever uh little issues end up happening but from going into a a wedding facility, which is what we used to do before, yeah. where everything is absolutely perfect and you walk in and you're ready to go. This was three days of setup trying to turn this into looking like it's a, a fantastic thing. And that was from tens of thousands of dollars of lighting and production that had to happen, uh, generators that had to be brought in, all these expenses. My God. Um, and at the end of it, you know, if if I can please not lose much money, I'd appreciate if that that's going to end up happening because it's certainly anybody looks at that, it's certainly not a money maker. Yeah, uh, these things cost so much to do it, you know, in a field because you even um, people wanted Wi-Fi, so a company came in and supplied Wi-Fi, so they had Wi-Fi. Wow. All these things that people they don't, they don't even realize what some of the stuff that was going on ended up happening, but. uh, It was a a nightmare throughout, and at the end of it, I exhaled and I said, I think everybody had a good time. It seemed like it was good. I hear positive uh, from people saying it to my face, but then looking at social media and seeing, no, it was okay. People weren't complaining. It was pretty good that it got pulled off, but the back end of that could have been a, a sitcom. Of seeing the back end of what was happening, man.
1: See, that's the whole trick is that you make it look effortless and that, that's what matters, you know? So now as long as the guests and everybody, they don't realize it's happening, then you're pulling it off just fine. And like, you know, like you said, and like I said, I say, you know, from everything I saw uh, from my vantage point on my patio here um, it uh, seemed to go very, very well. So yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, why don't we go ahead and do this now? Maybe. It's time for the Villager Cigars Entertainment Report, brought to you by Villager. Villager Cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family owned and operated. Head over to villagercigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villager Cigars will be a wonderful addition your humidor and cigar rotation so dave this is the part of the show where we talk about what we're watching and entertained by books that we're reading movies tv whatever it is that we're watching maybe a podcast that we're enjoying so what do you what do you do you have time to be entertained by anything lately
0: well if uh if my wife's listening in the other room she's probably enjoying that i'm i'm having the, the night with you because uh I'm like the most boring man when it comes to TV. when When my daughter was little, she said used to say to me uh, to me, why is why do you always watch gray TV?
1: And Gray <laughs> TV is
0: black and white TV. yeah, because I'd watch old TV shows all the time or old movies. Um, you know, I'm a, a Perry Mason uh guy and you know from the 50s to the 60s and uh every once in a while uh you know Columbo type of thing that was in color you know these were uh color tv shows um and what else do i watch i watch hogan's heroes and god awful tv shows and stuff but that's the stuff i like but if i try to go into today uh or more recent um there was a show um I think they only did one season or two seasons of it so far. And then all of a sudden came the writer's strike. So they, they oh. lost the season. I hope, they, I hope they come back. But it was Poker Face. I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if um, I know that one. All right. So Poker Face is almost Columbo. Okay. But it's a girl that does it. And she has this uncanny knack that she can tell when people are lying. So they actually bought her from Las Vegas because she'd go on every poker game and she could tell when people were lying uh, during a poker game and see their poker face. Right. And uh, so whatever she gets herself in trouble in Las Vegas and they want to kill her. So she takes off in her car and she goes from town to town, uh, finding a job and trying to create a life again until they catch up to her. Uh, at the next thing but while she's there she's like like a Columbo that wherever she goes somebody got murdered and she figures out um who, d- who done it right yeah and uh and i'm looking at it and i go wow i like this show and it's not even in black and white and it's pretty new and i like it and then i read a review somewhere on it and they said this is a knockoff of colombo basically and i'm like oh my god maybe that's why i like it there you of go that trying to figure it out so uh, that's probably the newest thing. I, I watch documentaries and stuff like that because I want to learn something as I go. If somebody or something I've heard of and say, "How did that really happen?" Yeah. And enough. And, uh, and um, it was not this Sunday. The previous Sunday, um, I'm watching, looking around at different documentaries that are there, and I find one. And uh, again, my wife comes down and she goes,
1: "What the hell are you watching?" And that was. How to be a cult leader? How oh, to be a cult leader? I think I saw that on Netflix. I didn't watch it. I haven't pretty, watched it yet, but I saw it there. Pretty interesting. It's pretty it terrible because she thinks I want to be a
0: cult leader, but I don't. I want to know um, the psychology of what happens. And it turns out that like Jim Jones and Reverend Moon and you know um, all these cult leaders, um, Charles Manson, and they talk about all of them. And all the things that they had in common of how they talk to people and how they feed them and different things that end up happening. I don't know if they know that as they're doing it, but they figure out how to make these people actually give them all their money, um, kill for them, uh, you know, just kill themselves, you know, literally drink the
1: Kool-Aid. Yeah, Jim Jones, you were talking about that in him. I mean, yeah, he was the drink the Kool-Aid guy. Right, right. (laughs) So uh, I thought that was interesting. And that's like uh, an eight
0: part series of that. And I, you know, you start binging that and I'm like, okay, that's interesting to me. Weird, but it's interesting.
1: I always joke there's those podcasts that are out there. There's ones that are designed to help people fall asleep. It's like a sleep meditation thing. And um, I've used them once in a while. and, And it's kind of funny. It's this person with a really soft, soothing voice. And they're de- mm. telling you a story. And it's that, it's that you know, kind of that voice and it lulls you to sleep. And, you know, they're an hour long and it's telling you a story or something like that. And I always think, you know, I fall asleep within the first eh, maybe 10 minutes. It's like at like the half an hour mark. Are they coming on and being like, all right, now send me a blank check to right. P.O. Box. And like how many people are being like subliminally told give me all your money you know and that sort of thing so maybe you ought to learn that off the the how to be a cult leader you can figure out some tips and then you guys can put out like a supple set a little supplemental episode of the cigar authority for, <laughs> yeah. for nighttime you know it's like buy all your cigars at twoguys.com sign up for the show pack you know right? <laughs> I, think, I think Ed could pull that off he's got the voice he could do something like that you know when uh, I was at nightclub disc
0: jockey before I go out in the cigar business And I had opened the cigar shop. So for three years, I did both. Yeah. Well, coming off of a nightclub, it's rowdy. Everybody's going crazy. And I got to get up in five hours to go to work. I got to go to sleep. And you don't go to sleep because you're still pumped up from, from that night. And it's tough. So I taught myself to watch cartoons or brainless TV to try to, okay, get myself calmed down. Okay, I saw this a 100 times before, let me put it on. And I put it on, I know what's gonna happen. It's like I, I gotta be intense. I can almost do the dialogue, perfect. Okay, now I'm falling asleep, okay, I'll go to sleep. So that was part of it too, and um, that's it today too. Because by the time I get to television, it's an hour or so before I'm gonna go to bed. So give me something I've seen before, and don't stimulate me. Do the opposite. I, I know what's going to happen. I've seen this one before.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah, I used to watch Nick at Night as a kid, so I'm right there with you, man. It was uh, Get Smart. That was my that was my favorite yeah, on there. Great. Was, I mean, Don Adams with the shoe phone and the cone of silence and all that. Pfft, I love that show. That was great. That's it. Me too. Yep. So, um, well, so. Uh, we haven't really talked about the cigars much at all. I'm already at the point I took the band off of mine. Um, super solid smoke. I mean, the, the, as we said, the Leaf by Oscar, you know, generally super really good cigars. Um, this one is smoking really well. I'm glad I have a second one inside so that I can, you know, as we were talking about earlier, really concentrate on it and really get something out of it because I've been enjoying the conversation. So I've just been kind of puffing away. But um Tell tell us a little bit about the Expo cigar. Like is that was that only available to folks at the Expo or was there more that folks could get if they missed it?
0: Yes. So uh the idea was to uh, just make enough for the Expo, but as I, I always get very excited as as I do a Cigar Authority when we do a cigar for there I buy too many uh-huh. because I think, oh, okay, I'm gonna get through them. I did the same with the Expo Cigar. It's not easy to get a factory to make something for you. Very, very short run. But I think we made 300 boxes of these. And I said, oh, we'll get rid of all 300 at the Expo. It's only $99 a box. Of course, uh, there's lots of boxes left. And we still have it available up there. How many in a box? uh, 10. $99 box of 10. Uh, The box is shaped like a wrestling ring. A little wrestling ring because we had little midgets yeah and uh they're Rothschild cigars so they're short uh four and four and three quarters I think by 52 maybe perfect and um kind of a light cigar a little vanilla hint of vanilla to it and um not added to it but as a flavor note um and uh I like the cigar anyway but um we do a thing every year um on twoguysandguys.com called the 12 Days of Christmas. And I'll tell you that just because it's coming up right around the corner, December 1st to December 12th. Every day we send an email out and say, this is the 12 Days of Christmas. This is what today's 12 Day of Christmas is. Also, I believe if you just go to the website, you'll see it, I think. You'll just see it. Yeah. And this is what today's is. And what we're looking at is things that we're sitting on a lot of, and let's sell them off. It doesn't matter if we lose money with them or anything, but uh, we're going to get rid of what we have to get rid of because it's around. And one of the days, I don't know which day it is, but you'll see um, the Cigar Expo Cigar on a deep discount of, okay, so if you're thinking of picking up today, wait a few more days anyway because you're going to see it uh, pop up in there if if you wanted to give it a try, box of 10 So whatever it's going to be, but it'll be uh, certainly less, maybe a lot less. I mean, we we tend to really get rid of them all uh, because at the end of the year with a corporation, uh, when you see these big deals that are happening, Black Fridays and all that, for those that don't understand what it is, and these deals that happen at the end of the year, especially the last week of the year, is whatever inventory you have over and above what your inventory was the previous year, it becomes profit. Why is it profit? Because it could have been cash. You didn't have to buy it, but I overbought. And I'm telling you, I overbought, and it becomes taxable. Well, at a 38% tax that I pay, I could discount the 38% and give it to you instead of give it to the government because that's where it's going. Yeah. So that's when you see these kind of major drop-off in pricing. You go, well, wow, what are they doing today? Uh, that's what happens. And, and maybe not – early years of a, of a cigar business or any business, but 38 years into it, which is how many years I've been doing this. Got uh, I've accumulated too much stuff and we just have to get rid of it or pay taxes on it. And once we pay taxes on it, now we're not going to be discounted, right? Yeah. After that point. So it's now or never. But then again, it's a bad time of year. You're buying gifts for other people. Are you buying gifts for yourself? It, it, it's a funky time to end up doing it, but we've been doing it for... Many, many years, this 12 Days of Christmas thing, and it works, so we continue to do it. Mm -hmm. Rinse and repeat if it works.
1: Well, I know for me, one of the things that, probably not this year, but I've been thinking a lot about it, and uh, one of the things that I'm thinking for next year I'm going to implement. See, I'm the kind of guy that when I'm out and about if I see something that I think, oh, this person would like that, I pick it up and I give it to him right away. I don't hang on to it for Christmas or anything like that because I, I have that I, – I get a little something after – well, it's like I saw the egghead and I sent it to you right away. I could have right. saved that and packaged that up and like, hey, Christmas, here you go. Here's a little Mr. Jonathan voodoo doll. But, you know, whatever. Instead, I send it to you right away. And so I do that kind of stuff. And so I think for next year, my, my plan for Christmas – is to keep track all throughout the year of all the little things that I get for people and just to send them a card that says, hey, wishing you Merry Christmas. I really hope you enjoyed all this stuff that I bought you throughout the year. Yeah. and Just kind of <laughs> avoid that gift-giving backlog right there at the end of the year that way i can have the disposable income to actually enjoy the 12 days of christmas sale at your place and things right. of that nature right. so i would encourage other people to maybe consider the same thing spread the love throughout the year so you can get cigars for yourself at the end of the year
0: one one year some some marketing guy told me uh this is back in the in the early days of two guys that You know, we used to send Christmas cards out, handwrite Christmas cards, when we had one store back in the day in the Boston area. And it was still a a jaunting task that uh, my dad used to help me with and uh, handwrite these Christmas cards and put them out. And And the locals and stuff that were my customers at the time appreciated. In those days, you used to string your Christmas cards that you got from everybody up and hang them up. And a marketing guy said, you know, you're mixed in with everybody else's Christmas card. And everybody sends Christmas cards out. Why don't you send a Thanksgiving card out and say thanks for your business or whatever. And you'll be the only one that they get. And then they remember you. So I tried it one year and it was interesting. Uh, I did it. And I heard from a lot of people. They say, oh, my God, you sent me a Thanksgiving card. Well, I didn't hear that when I sent you a Christmas card because I was one of the fifty Christmas cards you got. So uh, that was interesting that that worked. And this year, just a week ago, and I have the card in my briefcase, I got a a, um, half-year birthday card from a company, from somebody. I don't know what this guy does, but his picture was in the back in information. And it said, happy half-birthday. Well, I'm 63 and a half. You know, it's... (laughs) But I got a half a year birthday card yeah. and I looked at and figured the date. And I said, they got it exact. I mean, I received this on my 63rd and a half birthday or whatever. So they they knew what my birthday was and they made sure I got that on the half and ended up doing the math. And I saved it because I said, I want to look into this thing and I want to look into this person in his business because I like that kind of shit. I like yeah. seeing somebody uh, go in the extra mile here and figure something out. And uh, who knows what they are, but I, I've been meaning to do it. I toured in the briefcase, so I wouldn't forget it. and That's where it is right now.
1: There you go. There you go. I like I like that kitschy stuff, too. Something that kind of catches you off. My bank actually does the Thanksgiving card. Although, now that I think about it, I don't think I got it this year. I must have fallen out of the top 10% accounts or whatever that they have, because I think they only send the <laughs> Thanksgiving card to the, the top uh-huh. accounts at that branch. So I must have fallen out of the top. Um, oh, well. I'll have to rectify that next year, I guess. But anyway. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, why? Well, I don't have the button loaded up, so I'm going to have to do this by uh, manually. So um, uh, I need to talk about My Monthly Cigars for a moment. It's a uh, premium cigar subscription service. Mr. Nick Gervais over there at My Monthly Cigars. He has a subscription. You can get a box of cigars sent to your door every month. Comes in a couple of different sizes. I get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. Or there's the El Presidente, which is eight cigars, two of everything that's in the Robusto box for $50. And uh, if you use offer code pulpit, P-U-L-P-I-T, gets you free shipping on the first box. And while you're over there at his website, you can get some fucking good coffee. He has the Daily Press, which is the pulpit blend. He's got the lounge blend coffee, which is really good. I have been using some of that in the kitchen lately. And... Uh, a wide variety of other blends. Uh, he may still have that pumpkin crap still around. I don't know, but um, and for all I know, he's probably gonna do some candy cane something or other too. Cause whatever. I mean, why not? If somebody buys it, then why not? You know. But uh, you can get all that over at uh, mymonthlycigars.com. Or if you want the just want the coffee, you can go to fahkinggoodcoffee.com. It's f-a-h king,
0: we anyway. did the uh, espresso blend, yeah. Uh, this week with him, and we did the um, breakfast blend.
1: Mm. And
0: my my next purchase from him is going to be the breakfast blend plus. I heard you guys talking about a, that. I said this is interesting to me because I this is what I want because uh, I want a little more juice than that. And at the same time, he explained to me that you know espresso is not as strong as regular coffee. Mm. It's actually lighter. So these people that say, give me a coffee and throw a shot of espresso in it, you th- we would think that we would juice it up, but the opposite happens. Interesting. I never, so well, I, I said, that. that's interesting. He said, that's why we have breakfast blend plus. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, it's a little shot, extra more of, ex- of, of caffeine. Which is what I want in the morning. Yeah. And I go, that's my next purchase. When I get done with this one, I want to see what that's about. I've never heard of such a thing. Interesting. So there it is.
1: I've only just now, I've recently, in the last couple of months, started using my coffee maker more. I was never much of a coffee guy. And, uh, I, I'd gotten to the point I'd been accumulating all this fucking good coffee in my cabinet and I'm like, you know, I probably should start actually like making some of this stuff. And so now I'm, I'm not an everyday coffee guy, but you know, a couple days a week out of the week, I'll, I'll do it. And it's, it's nice in the morning. I have my,
0: well, it's my number one thing. I was telling Nick that I said, I I like cigars a lot, Mm -hmm. but I love coffee. And I'm addicted to coffee, and I have to have coffee. (laughs) And I only drink two beverages coffee and water. That's it. I'm not a drinker. Oh, I'm an iced Uh, tea guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have an iced tea, unflavored iced tea. Yep. Possibly. Again, it's caffeine. Yeah. I need the caffeine. I need it. I crave it. I want
1: it. That and And, that lemonade uh, of yours, that Lagiana lemonade, I am a, that was, I mean, I was addicted to that in that brief period of time I was up at your place. I mean, I could not get enough of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I need I hell, I need to talk to whoever makes that for you to get a private label and just get a whole bunch of it shipped to me. I don't care about selling it. I just need it for myself cuz that stuff was fantastic. <laughs> but uh no, I get it, man. I get it. So, well, um uh where are you available on the socials? Let's get into the socials here. Uh, Wow! I'm I'm on. I'm testing uh, you because you're gonna have to start doing Uh, this on your own show. It sounds like.
0: Yeah. Um, Am I David Garofalo on Facebook? I I don't know because I got thrown off, and then I had to be somebody else, and or is it Two Guys Cigars or whatever it is? I think you're Dave or David
1: Garofalo on Facebook, and I think you're Two Guys Cigars on Instagram. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, And I'm I'm not I'm not good at it. I've been told I'm not good at it. And I know I'm not good at it. I post, and then I look for a little while to see if I have to answer somebody. But then I move on to work, and then I get home and I post something at nighttime, and then I look for a little while. But I just don't have the time to sit there and be social, which is w- what it, it requires to do. So I'm not good it. at it
1: yeah yeah i get it i have the we have the group chat uh and i think you guys just started a group chat thing for your your group on facebook too that friends of the cigar authority or you know that not
0: even us that that's been out there for years and it's not us um i think i know who originally did that i'm not positive so i won't i won't say but uh somebody had, had done that before and um I'm allowed to go in there and do do things if I wanted to, which is maybe take something down if somebody wrote something, whatever they gave me the criteria. But I never yeah. did because then, I, then again, I'm not good at this. Yeah, I post something when I do it, but um, that was actually a, just a, a fan of the show that started friends of the Cigar Authority, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that is um, nice.
0: Yeah, so that was that was nice that that existed. That happened uh, somewhere else in um, some other platform. Another group like that started, and it started off really good, then it started getting really ugly, and then we actually got thrown off our own group, which it wasn't <laughs> ours to begin with. Yeah. So we we were thrown off that, and it, it became a hate group, to be honest with you. Uh, so whatever's, nice. going, yeah, whatever's going on with that. But, you know, people love to hate. I mean, that's the, the crazy thing. And I think of that of, um, you know, Vince McMahon and the wrestling yep. company, right? So uh, I knew Vince McMahon many, many years ago. And Vince McMahon said to me that, you know uh, who sells the tickets to the, to the wrestling matches? And I said, no, he said the bad guy. And I said, why is that? He said, because people pay to see the bad guy lose, not to see the good guy win. And I'm like, why is that? And he says, it's just a a known fact that people love to hate. People will pay a ticket to go hate on the guy. They're not cheering on the good guy, they're cheering only to make the bad guy feel worse, but they're they're loving to hate. So the money was, you know, the heel uh, of the bad guy was the one, uh, if the champion was fighting the guy they hated really bad. They could sell a lot of tickets. So some of these bad guys back in the day was still to this day. is the one that sells the tickets. I'm like, that is a weird, I, I find that psychologically fascinating.
1: That is interesting. The, uh, of, yeah. Um, it kind of makes you wonder, I mean, looking back, you know, I'm trying to think of the last time I really paid attention to professional wrestling and it was probably right around the late nineties. When Vince McMahon was actually a, a heel or a bad guy, announcing. You know? okay, yeah, yeah, well, it was after his announcing days. It was when it was him and Stone Cold Steve Austin. They had a feud going and everything, and that was fantastic. But he was a fantastic bad guy. Just yeah. you know the he, the he he understood it.
0: guy's a genius, anyway. I mean, yeah. what he created is pretty amazing. I know it was passed down from his father, who I knew. Uh, back in the day but he took it to another whole stratosphere oh for, uh, sure. for sure because he he understands the psychology of what happens which is it's a very psychological uh thing that happens and they uh bring little kids up teaching them uh you know hate the bad guy or whatever and you know uh the the russian guy back in the day and the uh oh, you yeah. know whatever was going on in the world cowboys and indians at one point
1: iron Sheik man yeah, the iron Sheik, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, interesting. Well, then, okay. And then we covered YouTube, and you're also on Rumble now. So we need to be watching on Rumble. Rumble is
0: the new thing. I don't know. I don't know it very well, except for the uh, I uploaded it myself on my phone last week. Uh, I went on live. I put something on there. Welcome, everybody. And saw um, you know over 2,000 people jump on it in three days uh, watching it. We don't get that kind of viewership. Um, on YouTube or, or anything any other video platform of it, so they're not holding us back yet um but they certainly do when it comes to everything else uh because we're tobacco related for sure Your show same thing same for thing sure for sure yeah.
1: Well, speaking of my show, I'm on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. I'm on Facebook with The Pulpit Parishioners Group. And like I said, that's where you guys can get in on the voting for the top cigars of 2023, according to you, The parishioners. And then I'm on Twitter slash X, where I don't really do much, but Nick Gervais tells me I need to because that's apparently the new best thing for cigars. He, he told me too. Yeah. That's what he said to me, too. You know,
0: Twitter was a big thing for cigars way back. There used to be before... There was other ways people met up. Cigar people met up. They were called tweet ups. Okay. And they would have they would have certain places. I think something in the area where you live um, was one of these big tweet ups that would happen twice a year, and people would come from everywhere um, to go there. And um, I'll think of the name of the place after we get off the air. I'm sure, of course, but I can't think. I can't think of what it is. But uh, it became a big thing, and as Facebook came in, Facebook grew, and, and Facebook is actually the number one place right now. But he says, "Oh no, Twitter, which is a different model now, Twitter is probably not pushing away tobacco as it was, and maybe that's why it got away." Yeah. <clears throat> but now you got Elon Musk doing it. Maybe he's opening it up like Rumble's opening up, and we can get some some juice on there. And pe- instead of putting a message on Twitter that nobody ever saw. Maybe that's not the case anymore. So I heard him loud and clear. That's what he said
1: to me too. And I go, all right. I'm going to start looking into that. I need to look into it. It's one more thing, but I'll I'll look into it. And uh, one more thing. It's exactly it. And I'm on YouTube yeah. for now. Uh, nobody's come after me yet, thankfully. So uh, you know, we got that going. Oh, on. they're coming. I know. First
0: they came after me, <laughs> then they came after you, and there was nobody left. Right?
1: That's exactly. Get that story. That's exactly yeah. <laughs> it. But uh, anyway. Well, Dave, thank you so much for taking time out. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your evening and everything. And, uh, you know, I hope that, uh, everything goes well for the rest of the year for you. You too. Thanks so much. Are you coming out to Vegas for TPE or are you just doing PCA? I'm just doing PCA, Uh, but (laughs) all of them will be there, but I'm not doing it. All right. Well, I know I'm doing TPE just because, uh, you know, I, I can't argue with them, uh, you know, comping two nights of the hotel room and, uh, you know, everything else. But, uh, uh, I, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out my, my PCA plans. It, with them coming so close to, I was going to do it this year or next year, but then they, then they pushed it up. Now it's like, okay, now we're back to back. And, you know, what, not six, right around 60 days separating them. So, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll see you in New Orleans next year. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we can we can go have some good food and commiserate about how stinky the town is. <laughs> right. <laughs> there we go. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. And I'm Dave. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky.